You're listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast. Accelerate your mindset, collaboration and performance by developing limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams and organizations. Now, over to your host, Renee Jerusso. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Leaders Podcast. Already a quarter of the way through 2022 and again, as we know, the world has changed the workplace landscape has changed Um, and it's just been a great few months working with so many amazing clients helping them in their leadership communication and mindset so they can really take their leadership their self-leadership and their lives to the next level I'm super excited today to be interviewing Edward Okuga, who is the State Manager for Victoria for WorkSkill Australia. Ed has had a passion in working with disadvantaged people within the community. And for over the last 14 years, he's been working with employment and community services sector leading teams so that they can deliver services that empower and support the disadvantaged. Is currently in a leadership and executive role within WorkSkill Australia. And I've had the personal pleasure of working with Edward and his team within WorkSkill um, across quite a few different leadership and communication programs. And more recently, Ed's been part of our Limitless Leaders 90-Day Connection, which is where we attract like and unlike-minded leaders to grow, connect and collaborate over 90 days in differing forums. So welcome, Ed. Thank you very much, Renee. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah, absolute pleasure. We've, we've worked sort of with each other for quite a few years now and yes. I've you know, really wanted to share your insights and your experiences with our listeners who, who are from all over the world, different companies, different businesses, and some people that are really, really into self-development. And I'm really excited to share some of your insights around leadership and, and what you've got out of some of the, the programs that we've done together. I'd love to ask you, because leadership is in the eye of the beholder, and I'd love to ask you, what does leadership mean for you or to you, I should say? Thanks, Rene. Um, I, I think, firstly, it's been a great um, opportunity to attend your program. I've really found it beneficial for my own personal growth, but also it has contributed immensely into um, myself leading the teams. So uh, the way I look at uh, leadership, uh, it starts with uh, self-leadership first. Yeah. Uh, it takes you getting to know what your limits are, getting to know what your weaknesses and strengths are, um, so that you can be able to empower others. Uh, I I believe uh, leaders um, should be all-rounded and uh, Mm -hmm. have the ability to sort of read um, and see where their teams are going and help them get there, help them get there. I love that. And it is helping them get there, empowering them so they have the tools to get there. And, yeah, look, I agree. And I think and something you you really do portray, and I've, I've seen in real time, you're a real heart leader. You know, and we, we talked in the program about leading with our head and logic, leading with our heart and, and our intuition so that we're connecting and leading with compassion. How important do you think that is 
especially with the hybrid workplace in play that's, you know, we know is not going away, mm. how do you think that that helps with that? COVID was one of, uh, it transformed a lot of businesses and organizations. Mm. And uh, at WorkSkill, uh, I'm fortunate to serve in an organization that um, has an open mindset and uh, believes yeah. in growth. And so during COVID, we had to transition real quick from uh, the face-to-face servicing because we are a people business. And uh, the organization was quick enough and agile enough to try move our teams to go virtually it yeah. did take a bit of um, you know issues here and there but uh, I, I work with some good teams that were able to put our processes in play and ad- adjust and adapt that uh, working from uh, working remotely or working virtually yeah de- definitely and I've witnessed that firsthand you have a you do work in a, a business culture that is very proactive around learning which is so refreshing because mm-hmm. there are a lot of companies and you'd agree that wait till things go wrong before they invest in their people. Yes. And I think it's really important. How have you found leading remote teams? Um, it, it was um, initially a bit of a, a change uh, yeah. because we predominantly had not done that. And um, we had to really come up with innovative ways to engage the teams Um uh, from our, my point of view is um, our teams really adjusted to it quite well. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, it is, I guess there's twofold or two sides to it. Um, as a leader, firstly, is w- what systems can you put in place to make sure that the teams feel comfortable to deliver the services or the products that you need them to do? Yeah. And how do you support them? Because people, um, not everyone liked it. Some yes. people preferred to be in the office, but unfortunately we could not do that. So that adjustment took a bit of uh, educating um, the teams as well in what you can do. And one thing I, I really um, resonated with myself was uh, there's a saying by, uh, is it Marcus Aurelius, that uh, the happiness of our lives uh, depends on our thoughts. Totally. And working from home, uh, you know, you Mm. get distracted. You're in your own little bubble, but then you have people that you're not seeing, which you used to see every day. You know, those um, photocopy chats or drinking water chats (laughs) became... Yeah, you're spot on. And I love that. Everything starts with your thoughts. You know, we we always talk about your thoughts create your feelings. Yes. and, And then what you action or what you don't. And, you know, a pat on the back in the office or you know, the water cooler or corridor chats, you know, had gone and they're coming back and it's it's an interesting time, isn't it? I was with a client yesterday who said, I love being back in the office, would choose it any day, but I'm struggling with my home life now because the kids got used to me picking them up. My wife went and got a job in COVID, so yeah. now we're trying to juggle this. So it's really going back, and I love what you said with that quote, around your happiness comes from your thoughts. So choose what you're thinking and create boundaries and habits around that. So it's just so important. And I think, I don't know about you, Edward, I've worked from home or I've had an office, I shouldn't say from home. I've worked remotely for 22 years because I'm always out with clients. So I'm quite used to it. I I probably get overdriven. So there's times my husband will come home and he's like, you haven't moved all day. Now I'm back out. So getting that balance. Yes. But everyone's different and I think would you agree empathy and compassion is really important at the moment in how you might feel 
coming back to the office may be very different than your team and you need to really appreciate and understand and support that. That is correct. Empathy goes a long way. And um, the, the organization I work for, WorkSkill, has been quite flexible in terms of uh, accommodating and listening to individual staff needs. Yeah. Um, that I found um, it's played a part in um, the change mindset that we went through. Yeah. Um, as I say, you know, change is inevitable, but it takes um, an organization putting some pillars in place to support Definitely. everyone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that having the, the, the capacity to support each and everyone and tailor what we could um, yeah. around everyone was a big, yeah. big um, difference and um, helped a lot in what we're able to achieve. Definitely. And I think you can't please everyone at the same time. I always say, please a few people and change the people. <laughs> so, you know, you've got some companies back three days, some two, some aren't, have shut their doors totally. But I think it's just getting that, that balance where it goes back to, you know, I always say, watch the work, not the clock. Right. And work out where you do your best work and where and where your team does. Yeah. And, and if I may add as well, Renee, so, so um, our services are pe- people services and, yes. and uh, more often than not, we service the most disadvantaged. Yeah. So um, for uh, the remote working or the hybrid model, while it's uh, it's good, but um, in our line of work as well, it, it sort of um, denies some of those people in need the, the right. services they do need so yeah we, we have to really uh, navigate um, that process to make sure yeah. that th- those within our communities that we service are able to access our services without delay that's right and that i know that's been a big challenge that you you, you at work still have got through in such an amazing way and it is it's the human connection you can't replace that right. and especially people that are on their own or disadvantaged or having impairments you, you need you need to be able to reach out which is so important yes so i'd love i would love to just ask you around what what do you what what would you say are five key traits or qualities that you think a leader right now should really be embracing and deepening and developing Yes, thanks for that, Renee. Uh, firstly, I think um, every leader needs one self-aware of yourself, but yes. also the awareness of your teams. Um, yes. Where are they and um, what are they going through? So understanding that uh, makes it a bit, um, not easier, but makes it a, a manageable so that you can support them where they need to. Love um, that. Yeah. So that's the, emotion, that's the emotional intelligence piece. So yes. understanding yourself and your trigger points and managing that and understanding others and managing it. So not just knowing it, but bringing it into your conversations, your thinking and your leadership. Yes, yes. And the other side as well is um, re- reflecting on what's, what it is that we're doing and, and uh, working with the teams to be able to uh, understand the why of yeah. what they're doing because I find that uh, once um, the people we work with understand the why, then it, it as a leader, it makes it uh, easier for you to be able to guide them to where we need to go. Yeah, spot on. People people don't change, listen or buy into anything you say or do unless they understand the why or what's in it for them, not in a selfish yes. way, but it gets missed, doesn't it? It gets That's a whole communication breakdown piece. It does, it yeah. does. And uh, the other part as well, I think it's um, there's been a lot of change over the last few, um, two, three years. So leaders need to have a bit of consistency as well. 
Um, because we are social beings and we, we tend to be um, dragged or pulled in different directions. So I think a, a leader in the current climate needs to have some um, consistent approach and stability in terms of yeah. w- w- where it is we're going because it, it is a long journey and yeah. that journey requires that step-by-step guidance. Yeah, I love, I love that. I love that. The stability piece and the consistency piece and they're obviously interlinked. Yes. I think it's something that's getting missed a bit. And, you know, I always say if we're looking at change or going through transition, we need to have some things that are stable to focus on. Yes. We need to focus on what's not changing to help us sometimes deal with what is. And there's a lot of people around, and I'm sure you've come across some that have got what I call it's almost change fatigue. Yes. So many, they might be changing, they've done the tree change, so they've moved, they're working from home, they've changed jobs, they've got married, they've had about, and it's all in a year. Yes. And as a leader, you know, and we've all been guilty of it, you can look at those people and go, they've stepped back, they've turned off, but they're just exhausted. They can't take any more change. So I think that's something for listeners out there, for yourself, because um, we're all leaders of self, or your team or business is really, you know, have a think about bringing some things in that are routine and stable, some habits, so that when things do change, there's some solid tasks, mindsets and things that people can gravitate to. Certainly, Renee, certainly. And the other two things that I think are quite critical for leaders in today's climate are optimism. Oh, yes. You a leader has to be, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, it was one of the um, amazing chapters I read in your uh, current book as well. So I thought as a leader, you, you, the, the, there's a lot of negativity around us as well. If um, For those who watch news and stuff, there's all these things that can tend to pull you down or uh, yeah. make you feel like everything is doom and gloom. But I think um, being an optimistic leader requires you to see through that. Love and uh, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. You know, yeah. no matter how hard it rains <laughs> or yeah. it pours, there's always a, a rainbow coming after that. Yeah, I, I agree. Optimism, um, Ed, you'd know, it's in the top eight traits of a leader and it's an, it's an energy. It has to be real. So a lot of people say to me, but I'm very positive. Positive is in the here and now. It might not last long. Mm. Optimism is about hope for now and the future. So bringing that into your leadership is, you know, important. It's, 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 be, it's being optimistic. It's looking ahead. It's focusing on what you have done, not what you haven't done. What, will, right. what would you have a tip? Because you're always smiling, Ed, and you're, you would be in the top optimistic leaders I've worked with. What, what helps you, you know, in times of adversity to stay optimistic? Um, for me, I think firstly is looking at what I'm grateful for on a daily gratitude. basis. Gratitude yeah. goes a long way. And yeah. um, every single day I'm grateful for something. Yeah. And I find that that plays a part in um, how I lead and how I work with my colleagues or um, yeah. other partnerships that we collaborate with. Um, you, you know, there's always something as, as leaders, we need to be grateful, just not for our teams or what they do as well. But there's also look at the individual as a person as well. Yeah. You know, can, can you sort of, I think it's infectious. If we all did it, it then we probably have a better place in the world. <laughs> it, 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 def- it definitely is. And I think, um, it's an energy, right? So it, it is contagious. Be they say, be infectiously optimistic, 
to create a culture that's connected. And I, I think that's that's such a it's a, such an important thing in life and and leadership. And you know, I get some people go, but how how can you be optimistic all the time? And I'm saying, there's days we're flat. Let your team know, but just don't make it every day. Yes, you know? yes. And agreed. you mentioned gratitude, Ed. Gratitude to me, gratitude and resilience underlie optimism. So if you're looking at ways to get optimistic, what it, like what you just said, what are you grateful for? Straight away your mind will focus on what you do have and usually if something's not great, it, it, it will dissipate in yes. your thoughts. So I think um, gratitude is, is ideal and, you know, I actually just just wrote something that will be coming out soon on um, the best retention strategy is to create a culture of gratitude. People want to feel appreciated, recognised. They want to celebrate success. Now you're back in the office where you can be, it's even easier to do in real time physically. And what That's was right. the last one, Ed? So um, hope, having hope. hope. Yeah. Yeah. I think every day that as a leader, um, you have to have hope that um, what you're working towards as a collective, it, it can you can't do it. You, you know, it, sometimes um, people may look at things as impossible, but the word itself says uh, I'm possible. So, yeah. a nice <laughs> so, reframe, a reframe. Re correct. Yeah. Correct. Reframing uh, the mind and uh, just having a different thought to it makes a big difference. So powerful. The mind, don't get me started, we'll be here all day. Mind, <laughs> the mind is so powerful. I mean, even reframing, you know, it's really hard having juggling working from home and going into the office. So I just say it's unfamiliar. You're not used to it. Um, and it can change the way you approach it. So, so Ed, you joined the Limitless Leaders Connection, which is a program we run every 90 days with a different theme every 90 days. And we've just completed the first one lead self yes it was made up of a interactive face-to-face -face workshop which was so exciting to be, all be back in a room some group mentoring some group um a group mastermind session and some one-on-one -on -one coaching in there i'd love to ask you what what made you join the program and what what did you hope to achieve Thanks. Uh, I think, not think, but I know firstly, uh, leaders need to be able to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the opportunity arose for me to join the program was so more so, what can I learn from this? Yeah. Because we, we all get um, set in our own ways, but there's always different ideas and different ways that uh, you can think of doing different things. And joining the program, meeting with the different leaders from different industries, it was also refreshing to get to hear their views and um, get to learn more how they do things mm. or how they empower their teams more. And what I got out of that was being able to uh, adapt and adjust also how I do things with the teams. Yeah. And I learned that it's, it's um, over that period also, I learned that it's quite important to be able to empower those that create more leaders, yeah, create future leaders. Create more future leaders. leaders. Create more yeah. future leaders and um, yeah. having an environment that can nurture that, being able to give people that space and room to grow. Mm, definitely. So that, those, those are some of the things I found really important with, in participating in the program. And yeah. I'd highly recommend it as well for anyone. Oh, who... thank you. Yeah, it's it's the reason I created it was obviously I've done thousands of programs in companies, which which is what I do and I love. 
But I just thought, how good would it be to get people from different industries? And I think we had nine different industries in the room. Yes. And what, what's come out is what you've said. You've, you've got different insights. So it's not just coming from me. It's the group. And also so many people have come back and said, wow, I would never have thought someone else had the same challenge as me in a different industry. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's sort of been the real purpose and my promise in the program is to have not a massive group, you know, up to 15 or 16 people that are the right people that want to learn and grow that don't all think the same because how boring is that, right? It's quite powerful. It's quite powerful. Yeah. And I guess also it also reminded me, Renee, it's more so how do I get better? How do I better myself every day? And yeah. if I didn't do something right, what's a lesson I learned from it? Yes. So it kind of tied into my self-reflection a whole lot. And uh, that has been good for my growth. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. We, um, in this one, without going too deep, we covered off, you know, self-leadership, um, the three dimensions of that commitment, communication and connection. We did a lot on reviewing and renewing habits and setting boundaries and learn- creating a no list, not a yes list, but what we say no to. Um, we did some goal setting and quite a deep piece on purpose, mm-hmm. your purpose, your leadership strategy, um, and bringing in that emotional intelligence to therefore create a, a leadership brand. So we did cover off a lot. What would be maybe your top two sort of aha moments you got on that day of the program? I'll merge two things. One was uh, this fear of res- responsibility. Yeah. I found that to be like a light bulb moment for myself. Mm. And uh, the other one was optimizing self-leadership. Yeah. Those two really um, were moments where I, I reflected <laughs> during the process and I was like, oh, it's time to change one or two things or yeah. do one or two things differently. So I'd say those two really resonated with me and I went back and did a bit more reading on them. And thanks to the material you provided as well, was able oh, to okay. work or yeah. do some work on it by myself and see, okay, how can I adjust or change um, my approach with the teams as well? Yeah, yeah. And I also like to say, I'm always a student of the leaders before me as well. And mm. I work for an organization that has some good leaders that have been able to, um, I guess, give me some knowledge that I've been able to also blend with what I've gotten from your program as well. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's a journey, you know. It's a yes. bit cliche, but the leader you are now and I am, you know, in 10 years will look back and go, wow, look how much more we've learned. And I always say we're, we've, we are who we've become, but we're continually becoming that next version. And I'm really big into leaders or anyone creating self-growth habits, whether it's reading, training, podcasts, journaling, Um, associations, mixing it up to suit your learning style. But I think especially as a leader, how are you growing future leaders if you're not sort of that step ahead? So you want to be bringing things in and challenge the status quo, which is is what what you've been talking about. And it all starts with self-leadership. I think the last two years, many people have just gone into survival mode and my Very team, true. my team, my team, and have forgotten what are my values? Why am I doing what I do? Um, what's my purpose? What are my strengths? Am I leading with my strengths? And that's why that that whole 90 days was about that with our next 90 days. Um, and anyone listening, you know, you can register your interest. It's all going to be about 
leading people and the next one's going to be leading change and teams. So the, the program is evolving with the market. So it's nice and fresh and above all relevant. So if you had to name um, one or just some a key thing that you've taken away and implemented from the program, whether it's worked or it hasn't, what, what sort of has been something you've put into practice? Because knowing is one thing, as you know, doing is where the magic is. One thing I think I'd say coaching is very important. Yeah. Coaching your, those, um, making those Im- upcoming and emerging leaders is quite important. Sharing information. And you know, I believe as a leader, you need to share the information you have and, um, pass it on to someone else uh, and so that they can use that information as well to better themselves and help improve yeah. on their own delivering approach. Yeah. So one thing I've impl- uh, implemented more of is um, having the, the, the coaching sessions as well with Good. the teams. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah, yeah. It it makes a big difference because sometimes as leaders, you may have an idea in your head, but if you don't really put it out there and expound on it, then... um, You get input. uh, Correct. And and coaching's a, you know, a lot of people still get coaching confused with mentoring. So Mm -hmm. mentoring is telling. It's something you've usually done before. Coaching's just asking great questions and I think coaching is really delegating thinking. And, you know, I've been professionally coaching close to 20 years now and the results, the change I see in people and their approach, and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be remedial. I think years ago we talked about this. Coaching was, you know, you got to kick up the butt, you go get a coach. You know, you'd hide your coach. I've got a coach. Coaching now is like having a personal trainer for your profession and your life, right? Because it's you, That's right. you live your whole self. Yes. So I think as a leader, the key benefit to coaching is people will start to think for themselves because you're asking them questions, getting them thinking. They will come to you less, go to their peers more. You'll get time back to do things that matter that yes. you never get to do, the progressive stuff. So you're leading, not managing. And those people, you're creating future leaders. And, yeah, it's clunky at the start, but, you know, best practice we talked about every four weeks, a 45-minute one-on-one with your team, with uh, with each individual, Zoom, face-to-face, phone, get them to bring one key focus to the table and then just work through. There's a lot of formats, but just ask some great questions. Questions, yep. And you'll know the answer to many, but just zip it and let them come out with it and then offer suggestions if needed but so important and it's I'm excited Ed because (laughs) I've been into coaching since I was 23 so 27 years ago Uh companies are now saying oh any leadership development we do we want coaching in it we've had it in our programs for 16 years you know because it's great to catch up as a group but then it's good to have a one-on-one with our clients and also group coaching yes you're a leader and, and Ed, you've been on one of ours, do a Zoom call or get your team in a room and come up with a topic and ask questions, get everyone involved and you're leveraging your time and everyone's learning off each other. Definitely. And I think it's also important for leaders to get yeah. the feedback as well. And I find during um, coaching sessions, uh, the, the feedback goes flows both ways. 
It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, it does. And feedback, you know, you know, this feedback should be ongoing as is coaching. Don't wait to do your performance review. To me, that's like driving 20 hours in a car and stopping once for petrol. Stop off, find (laughs) out things along the way. There shouldn't be any surprises and you need to catch people out doing things well. Agreed. Agreed. So what, what have you enjoyed about the, you know, for our listeners out there that might be thinking about the program or looking at it? And we run this program in companies, but the public program, well, I'll give you details at the end. The next one starts on May the 12th. So we've got the workshops, the masterminds, the coaching. Have you enjoyed the mix of delivery? Absolutely. It's been yeah. fantastic. It's been fantastic. Having the mix of uh, virtual, but also now that we can do it face-to-face and also just catching up over phone calls as well with some of the other leaders we've met in the yes. group has been quite uh, amazing. And yeah. uh, it's something that's ongoing. So, um, And we've uh, I've met some great people through uh, the sessions that I believe will continue to, um, you know, interact as we move on in the future as well. Definitely, definitely. And that's that's a great thing is, is, is meeting people and forging relationships outside of your industry. Too often, and I've been there, you get caught up in your industry, which is great. You want to be an expert in your industry, but getting out and meeting people from other industries, it increases your strategic agility what you're learning and what you can give to others. And, and that's why, I, you, you know what I'm like, I'm pretty energetic, Ed, but that day being in a room together with all these people from different companies, all with a growth mindset, it's like it just felt so on purpose and so congruent with where we we're all at in that room. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, just to add as well, Renee, I think the growth and uh, mindset or uh, the busting mindset, yeah, it's quite, um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes as a leader, um, we need to be consciously encouraging and ensuring that those we lead are aware of it as well yes. and encouraging them to be able to, you know, step out of their comfort zones and yes. be able to, um, you know, grow themselves, but also help. It's a rippling effect. It's a rippling effect. That's, yeah, you're spot on. And, you know, get comfortable getting uncomfortable. I mean, if no one's been uncomfortable in the last two years, I'd be surprised if you're <laughs> yes. But, you know, the biggest growth comes out of air quotes, I know. Mm. You know, and even if someone's showing you something, you're going, I know, I know, I know. You're not listening. You're not taking anything in. But if you just said, I'm going to be curious and listen it's amazing where that can go. And, you know, we talked about this. Sometimes there's people in our lives or our teams that have a, you know, what I, what I call a bubble mindset. So they're fixed. They don't like to learn anything. And if that's you or if you've got someone like that in your team, don't dismiss them. Get to know them. Ask them what they're curious about. And I promise you, things will come up and then that's when they can actually explore and expand on whatever that is. Don't dismiss them. There's certain people you might have known your whole life, you know, we've all got that that person we know that just says people should just know what they're doing. Why do you even read? And there's some people that are quite stuck in that, but I've never come across someone with a bubble mindset that we haven't been able to work on opening up so that they grow. And remember... Not growing and sharing is selfish, especially if you're in a leadership role. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So just two more quick little questions and we've got a quick quiz. 
Are there any improvements or successes that you've seen just in the last 90 days that you've noticed back on the job for you? Certainly, certainly. Um, one is around time. You know, yeah. uh, most leaders, yeah. it's the time factor yeah. <laughs> that always uh, takes a, a big chunk or not having time to do a certain thing. But I think as a leader, it's more so around the planning. Yeah. You know, if you plan for it, as I say, there's a saying that says, if you don't plan for it, then you're planning to fail. Fail. So on. Yeah. it's also how do you have uh, plan around it, but also carve out some time for yourself as well. Definitely. to reflect and have a think. So that has definitely changed in uh, my approach since um, commenting on the program. So it's I'm more self-aware of it yeah. and uh, trying to consciously do something about it. Yeah, that's great. And it's in, that's the thing, isn't it? Once something's in your awareness, and I say this in the program, you're going to be brain fried, let everything land, and then go, what do I need? And what you need will come out, you know, mm-hmm. it will come to you. And, you know, Ed, I'm not a big believer in time management. I believe in self-management, which is what we explored in the program. And, you know, really looking after your headspace and your energy to work on the right things at the right time and be around people and things that light you up as much as you can because that's an energizer when going through change and it builds on resilience as well. Absolutely. Um, last question before our little quiz that you're not escaping with, um, (laughs) what would you say to, you know, another leader, executive or business owner considering this program or, you know, struggling with challenges such as being time poor, managing, not leading, not making the time to sort of learn and grow? What would you say to them about your thoughts if, if they were thinking about the program, the next one? Um, yes, Renee. Firstly, I'd say have an open mind. Mm. Um, you know, we, we all don't know everything and we, yeah. we learn something every day. Yeah. So having that open mind and uh, just coming in without any preconceived assumptions. Yeah, yeah. 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 I found that sort of um, uh, that approach, I found uh, I got more out of it. And just also being able to um, look at the other industries, yes, they're not the same as the industry I'm in, but listening to their challenges and their solutions, yeah. I found that that kind of correlated as well to what I do. That's, yeah, that's that that's spot on. And I always say with any program, and I do it too because I love learning, but I'm usually on the other side. So when I'm at something as a participant, I always say, what do I need to let in? And it's always a learner's mindset. And take yes. away what I need, leave what I don't. And you're right. We had, we had, um, we had some not for profits. We had a big data company. We had um, an alcohol company, um, a virtual reality company. So yes. really diverse. And a lot, a lot of those people are coming into our next program, which is exciting. With a few new people from um, building and construction coming in. Fantastic. Exciting. Yeah, And uh, I think the second one as well would be, um, it did help knowing the why. Because sometimes in different, as a leader, if you, I think the why is important. Yes. And going through the program sort of made that clear because um, every leader needs to, um, uh, we all have our self values. We have yeah. organizational values. So yeah. how do we tie that in? Yeah. 
because uh, in today's world, most people would gravitate towards an organization based on their values. Do they share similarities? Mm. So uh, I found sort of just having that um, approach in the program was quite helpful. Yeah. It, it um, got me reflecting on my own values and uh, also reflecting on how my own values tie to the organizational values that I work for. Which is so important, yeah? Very important, yes. very important. Yeah, and we did do a lot on that purpose and values because your values are the linchpin to every decision you make. And you don't want values to be stuck on a wall or a mug at work. You know, it's, I always say to anyone listening with a team, just write your values up, team values up. If you don't have them, create them on a flip chart and say to everybody, how are we living each of those values? One, we're not living them. Five, we are. Where do we sit? What can we do to bring them to life? And right. everyone can walk away with one thing to do and there'll be such a difference in the energy and the contribution. And, and you know, the big, big thing, Ed, you'd probably agree at the moment, a lot of people just with the hybrid transition, they're saying there's no collaboration. It's all mm. over the place. Get your team together, create or talk about something together and the output of that to me is collaboration. Agreed 100%. Don't go in and go, today we're <laughs> going to be collaborative. Go in and do something together, get buy-in, and the collaboration is just the byproduct. Yes, yes. Yeah. And leaders need to, you know, um, walk, talk it, but walk it as well. Yeah. So yeah. the actions always um, scream louder. Yes, spot, spot on. So now for some quick trivia. What is your <laughs> favourite word, Ed? Um, gratitude. Yeah, beautiful. Love it. Absolutely love it. What and do you bring that into your decisions and your life, like ongoing? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. I always yep. say have a big word, even if it changes, that you can base things on. What would you do if you were in another profession or could go into another profession? Um I'd say uh, GP or uh, in my younger days, I was interested in that. Yeah. But uh, along the way somewhere, I've veered into a different path. Yeah. Is it something you could still do? Um, you never say never. No, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, and I'd love to just, what, if, what are two things you would tell your younger leadership self? Hmm, that's a good one. I'd say one is um, following your passion. Yeah. Uh, follow your heart. Mm, I love that's that. That's a, a big one. And um, the other one, I'd say nothing is impossible if you commit and put your heart to it. Oh, I love it. So much heart in there. And that's that purpose piece. I always say if you can really see it clearly and you know why you're doing it for the right reasons, it will happen. Correct. Anyone out there that's looking at something they want to do and it's like a foggy window, till you can really get clarity, it probably won't happen. So take that time to step back and go, what is that? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? True, yeah. Renee. And I think that it, it's, um, as I say, you know, the journey of a thousand steps begins with the first one. So yes. it, it may take a bit of a winding road to get yeah. to where you want to, but yeah. um, having that sort of goal at the end of it and working towards it. Yes. Yeah, definitely. That, that sort of misty window intention thing, 
I actually got that out of a book. On Those of you that know me know I read a book a week at night, not as many lately, I will say, because I'm doing a lot of writing, but um, The Magician's Shop um, is an amazing book about a neuroscientist that grows up learning magic and he was in poverty and becomes a famous neuroscience scientist. So that's the book I would suggest. Ed, it has been an absolute honour having you on the Limitless Leaders podcast today. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. And WorkSkill are doing some amazing work. They're putting a lot on LinkedIn and there's a lot of publicity out there on the great work that they do. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, just a quick one before we finish, finish our show today. If you are interested in the next Limitless Leaders 90-Day Connection, it's running from May till July. There's one face-to-face element and three virtual elements. Just go to reneejerusso.com events and you can register your interest and find out more about the program. Um, And the theme is going to be lead people. So there'll be a lot around situational leadership, moving from fear to trust, delegation, formal coaching tools. Um, So it's going to be a really dynamic quarter. And also May the 17th for those in Melbourne town, I am running a gift mindset culture breakfast. So how to get people to unwrap their gifts and lessons in challenges in the workplace. It's a three-hour breakfast. Again, it's on our events page, but places are limited. Breakfast, copy of my book, and a a two-and-a-half-hour dynamic workshop. So feel free to come to that. Again, thank you for everyone that's listening. Keep your feedback coming in. If there's any guests or topics you'd like to know more about, um, please let us know. In the notes, you'll see a, a link to the WorkSkill site if you want to find out about more around all the great work that they do or how you may be able to contribute it, you can go there. From wherever Excellent. you're listening from, have a great day or night. been a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast, leading from the inside out to develop limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams, and organizations. To find out how you can accelerate your mindset, your communication, collaboration, and connection to become a limitless leader, sign up for our Limitless Leaders Podcast series at www.renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. That's renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. 